ghosts, cryptids, murder, conspiracies, beer, what, the, ale. Hello, friends. Hey, hey. Welcome back to What the Ale. I'm Alana Ray. And I'm Mama Jane. And it's officially February. <laughs> happy Heart Month. I was about to say Happy Groundhog's Day. That was fully yesterday. We are recording this on the 3rd. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, any What the Ale moments, Mama? Uh, let's see. Um, probably just that I love our dear friends, uh, but, you know, we have some friends that are just always late, <laughs> and, and when people are always late, you have to adjust your plans and all of that stuff, so love our dear friends, can't wait to see them, um, needing to adjust some plans today <laughs> that make it a little more difficult for us, but it's going to be great, and we're going to have a good night, and I'm glad that you're in town. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a great show and have a great dinner, so yeah, I'm excited, but um, yeah, timelines, people, keep the timelines. <laughs> I know, I... It was funny because right before our friends said, hey, we're going to be there, you know, 45 minutes later than we planned, I, you know, was like, oh, they're always late. Like, yeah. we're probably going to have to like Yeah, you literally said that like 10 <laughs> minutes before we got the text. So you knew. You knew it was coming. I was holding out hope. But, you know, whatever. We built in some time for it. So it's fine. But, yeah, that's my what the ale for today because that literally just happened. <laughs> yeah. Fair and valid. Fair and valid. Um, I think a what the ale for me is that I think my new partner is converting me to become a gamer a little bit. Oh. I fully finished an entire video game for the first time in my entire life, wow. like by myself. What was the game? I won't know what it is, but <laughs> the game is called Fable Two. Yeah, I it's, no it's old. It's like an old Xbox game. He just like he was like, "This is my favorite game when I was in like middle school, and I think you'll really like it." Huh. And it's like very whimsical, and you're in like Victorian England, and you're like a little a little sorcerer thing, and you got to kill these crazy monsters and go on quests, and then you take down this evil dark wizard. Oh, um, yeah, that sounds fun. So it was really fun. But it was funny because I was like, I have never finished a video game yeah. in my entire life. So, well, y'all, my little Ray Ray was a big nerd in all kinds of ways, but video games were not the way, one of the ways that she was a big nerd. So, like, no, I, but, you know, I mean, some of those games are really cool. I just yeah. don't know much about them, but. Yeah, um, no, the graphics are really cool. I also started playing Baldur's Gate 3, which for other nerds we all know that's basically the video game version of D&D. Oh, is it? Okay. And I'm playing as a Gith Yankee druid and she's a badass and really cool, but um yeah, I'm apparently becoming a bit of a gamer. <laughs> cool. Well, it's funny, you know, I was like always joking the past several years because when I was a kid, D&D was something that, like, if you were one of the cool kids, you would never admit that you play D&D or that you like D&D. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, nowadays, it's so popular that, like, I mean, they have it at, like, cool bars and pubs and stuff where people, you know, adults, grown-ass adults get together weekly and pay, play D&D together. Yeah. Um, and go on all these campaigns. And, you know, I know a ton of people um, that are like professional people that, you know, this is a big part of their social life. So I really think it's cool when things that, you know, used to have a certain stigma, um, no longer have that stigma and it can yeah. just be like, no, this is a really cool thing that we can all enjoy. And like, and it brings communities of people together and it sparks creativity. So I love that too. Yeah. I will say it's like really, I mean, I, again, I'm not, you know, an expert at this I'm brand new to the gaming world but I think it's really fun to be like okay like I have this like 
quest and I have to figure out how to beat all these guys and do all these things to be able to get enough jewels to (laughs) beat this wizard, you know, or whatever it is. Like, it's very, it's very fun. Um, And even I also played a game of Magic the Gathering recently and Mm. I won, but I think my my partner let me win. (laughs) (laughs) But I won and I was like a pack of these crazy like wolf wizard men and it was a really good time. That sounds fun. So... Um, yeah, I'm really liking learning more about nerd culture and doing things like that. So that's my what the ill moment. Well, and I, I should say we say nerd culture like very affectionately because yes. we love us some nerds. And I feel like we all need to connect with our inner nerd. We all have our nerdy things that we nerd out about. Oh, and yeah. like, yeah, so, but the gaming stuff, like, I think there is a lot of creativity, you know, those uh, where you're playing like different role and you have to like strategize and all that. I think it's very creative. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun because like, I mean, People talk about, like, playing games for hours and, like, can sit down for 12 hours without. And there was, like, fully a day, like, when I was playing Fable. I think I played seven hours straight. Didn't oh realize gosh. it had been seven hours. <laughs> it was a great Sunday. Went by real fast. That's probably a day where you weren't responding to your mother's sex. <laughs> so sorry. Um, <laughs> I, try, I try my best, you know. Um, but, yeah, anyway, really, really embracing, you know, nerd, gamer, D&D culture. It's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, friends, and because we're together in the same house, we are sharing some wine today. So no ale, no beer, no lagers, no IPAs, but a <laughs> lovely bottle of Pinot. So um, that's where we're at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So should we get into it? Yeah, I'm excited. What do you got for us this week, Mom? So I decided to cover a conspiracy that could do with aliens, could do with gods, could do with whatever, but conspiracy. Any ideas what that could be? Could do with gods, could do with aliens. Uh-huh. Are you talking about, like, a cult? Like, are you talking about, like, Heaven's Gate or something? Oh, no, you're way <laughs> off, girl. No, I'm talking about certain things that have been built. and Pyramids? Yes, ma'am. Ooh. So I wanted to cover the pyramids, and I, you know, and the, the conspiracies around that, and I do want to be very very sensitive to the fact that um i don't want to take away credit for building the pyramids to any cultures or people um i just wanted to share the fun ideas of aliens or gods um and again at the end i will wrap that up by saying we do not want to take credit away from anybody but i just thought i'd share some of the fun stories or beliefs about why it could be aliens or gods that influence the pyramids yeah that's super cool well i also feel like even outside of you know, the alien or whatever conspiracies, at least the pyramids of Giza, like in Egypt, those are like mathematical marvels. Yeah. And it is wild to me that without the modern construction things we have, yeah. that they were still able to be made. And so I do think that's really cool that you're covering it. <laughs> well, and it's amazing. And that that's one of the things I'm going to cover is that it's not just Giza. Mm-hmm. It's all the pyramids around the world. Okay. And that are mathematical architectural marvels. And the fact that so many of them are similar, Mm -hmm. even though this was during, they were built during a time when these different countries or different continents Mm -hmm. had no relationships, they were not communicating with each other, and they still came up with very similar designs. Well, and different cultures and belief systems even, Yeah, so it's it's like, it's very cool. Um, Okay. So that's where we're at. So, um, So, you know, pyramids, typically we think of them as monumental temples or tombs. Uh, for pharaohs and that they often contain like temples for like worship and then causeways and tunnels underneath there's often similar pyramids built for the queens 
Um, and as we said, they're kind of architectural marvels. And so mm -hmm. they require a lot of skilled labor, engineering, and ar architectural knowledge. And I would say expertise. Oh, totally. Um, well, and then I would say, you know, because we're starting with the Egyptian pyramids, of course. But um, so I was just saying, I think it's fair to say that the Egyptians tend to create things on a grand scale. Yes. You know, not just the pyramids, but like the temples, the temples, the Valley of the Kings, yeah. everything. I mean, just everything. They are very go big or go home. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the we most of us think of um, the Great Pyramid, which is 481 feet tall. Wow. And for a long time, this was like thought of as the tallest structure in the world, like mm -hmm. for thousands of years. Wow. And the measurements on the base sides are 756 feet. So, I mean, this thing is freaking massive. And yeah, you well, know, each block was like 4,000 pounds or something, right? Like, well, it yeah. Was... So, each block they said was close to one ton. Yeah. Um, the stones were primarily limestone and granite rocks, um, although there were some other things. The original casing was made of smooth, polished Torah limestone, hmm. uh, but that has faded away over time. So, what we see now, that's already faded away. Well, because I know the top, uh, I'm getting real nerdy, but <laughs> the, top, the top of the Great Pyramid is like kind of smoothed over and that's part of that like fancy limestone, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, um, because the pyramids are just so grand, um, you know, it is a mystery to how they were built. Um, and there, there is, you know, what is believed to be like an ancient branch of the Nile that's now dried up, but it's believed that that was the waterway that could have carried materials to be transported. Okay. Um, and this is known as the Aramont branch. Okay. And there's a Dr. Enam Gonim, and mm -hmm. he used satellite radar, te radar technology um, to study topographical um, evidence of the Earth's surface. Mm -hmm. And he believes that there was that branch of the river and that it could have been as wide as the current Nile River. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So it's big. Um, and so he believed that it was possibly man-made um, because of the way that it ran directly through the 38 different pyramid sites. Mm -hmm. And so that maybe they made that in order to transport materials or to be able to use the water to mix, you know, to make, mm. um, you know, uh, whatever to help the concrete or not concrete, it's not concrete, but, you know, to help everything settle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no one know, knows for sure whether the branch... Um, a river was flowing at that time, but there is clear evidence that there, at one point, there was water that ran through there. Huh. Okay. Very cool. We just don't know if the timing lines up, but that's the theory. Yeah. Um, so some settlements were abandoned over time, possibly due to the waterway drying up. Mm. Um, but the satellite technology can also find that some, um, that some of those settlements, uh, I mean, you could see that some of them, there's evidence like on the surface that they were there. Um, but some of those have been buried over time, but mm -hmm. with the satellite technology, they can see that it's like below the surface so that th we know they used to be there. Okay. Um, cool. And you, they say that the, the settlements like had a sophisticated level of technology themselves and planning because of the way that they were laid out in order to aid in the construction mm -hmm. of the 38 pyramids. Okay. Very cool. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to get back to the Great Pyramid in a minute, but I do want to talk about some other pyramids around the world. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and most of this information comes from ancient aliens and the pyramids um, from the History Channel. <laughs> um, you know, we love the History Channel. What a series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were saying that there um, are pyramids all over, including Sudan, India, Peru, Bolivia, Mexico, Egypt, Central America, um, and that just pyramids exist on the different continents. Um, and five of the different continents have ancient pyramids. So the question that they pose in the show is like, how is that possible that so many ancient civilizations had that level of knowledge in mathematics, astronomy, which we're going to get into, mm -hmm. and geophysical properties? Yeah. So, you know, again, at the time that the pyramids were made, there was no transoceanic contact. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they could share um, what they were learning or you know, um, techniques they were using or anything like that. These are different cultures, different continents that were all coming up with very similar design and technology and how to do it and all the things. Okay. Um, and, you know, but and they made direct comparisons. And you can look up the pictures that, you know, there will be pyramids in different areas where they look exactly alike. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, the Mayan temple in Tikal, which – and um, – in Guatemala and the mm -hmm. Hindu Cambodian um, temples, Egypt and Milan, um, Indonesia and the Chichen um, Itza temple in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Very similar design, very similar materials, and even the exact same measurements oh, wow. in some of the cases. Um, and so, you know, one of the theories is that, well, if they're so similar, that maybe all these different cultures learned how to build these pyramids by the same teachers. Right. Hence the idea that aliens were involved. I mean, <laughs> I do want to say, I like this as a theory. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think, you know, when you think about, I'm not an architecture expert, so y'all could check me if you're an architect. But, like, I know that, like, specifically when I lived in Boston, like, there was no building taller than Prudential Tower because of the way that the ground settles and stuff in Boston. So that's like the tallest point that will ever be in Boston because it's like the ground is weird. Okay. And so I feel like some of these places like Egypt is like very much in the desert and you know, whatever. So maybe based on like the terrain or something, maybe there could be some cross comparisons hmm. in terms of like what they're capable of. But yeah. yeah, the mathematics is like really cool and exact. And I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, the, um, the Great Pyramid itself, 481 feet high, 13 acres that it covers, wow. 200, um, I'm sorry, two and a half million blocks of stone. The heaviest stones weighed 70 tons. Oh. So I know I said some of the stones weighed one ton, but the heaviest ones were 70 tons. Which is also 140 pounds for folks who don't, or, yeah. uh, sorry, 70 tons is 140,000 pounds. Yeah massive <laughs> yeah and then we believed that the great pyramid is a tomb for the pharaoh um but there was no body or no coffin so then the question is like why was it built mm -hmm. and then both the mayans and the egyptians have legends that the gods came down and gave them the instructions on how to conduct uh, construct the pyramids right mm -hmm. um and so i think that's an interesting one too there was um I think I have it written down somewhere, but, like, I think there was one culture that even said, like, the, um, the men from the sky, mm -hmm. and, you know, whether they interpreted that as gods or aliens, but they just called it the men from the sky. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, the, just the idea that it could be from another realm. Um, 
Well, and you might get into this, but I feel like, isn't it the Great Pyramid where there's things that look like UFOs or like helicopters that are like drawn in the pyramid or something? Yeah, well, there's like different, um, there's different images. It's mostly like faces and things that people say are more alien-like than Mm -hmm. human-like. But yeah, there's different, uh, like, yeah, etchings that people think could be outer-worldly. And then when you look at the pyramids from above... You know, because when you look at it from the side, how many sides do you think it has? Four. Four and then a bottom. A bottom, right. Yeah. Um, but when you look at it from above, you notice that it actually has eight sides. What? Because on the four side, you know, at first glance, you see like one side of the pyramid, mm-hmm. but it's actually slightly um, like concaved. So there's actually two pieces in there. Oh. Um, and you can only see it from above. Um, but all, you know, all of the pyramids around the world have that, you know, that, that are that type of pyramid. There are different types, but they all have actually eight sides that you can see, but Mm -hmm. you can only see it from the air and only during the spring and fall equinox and only at dusk and or dawn and sunset. Um, are the only times you could see these things. Yeah. Because that's the time when the sun is cast on the concave construction. Um, so that shows that these people had knowledge of the solar system. And like the cycles. Yeah, that's very precise. Yeah, it's super precise. (laughs) And then um, the center of all the land masses on Earth, um, you know, of, of, um, yeah, they're they're almost all perfectly aligned with magnetic north. And so the pyramids were set up in a way where there is certain alignment. And then there are also two shafts that align perfectly. So shafts just like you know, for air or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But these two shafts that align perfectly with Orion and Sirius. Wow. And again, this is true in pyramids all over the world, not just the Great Pyramid of Giza. And with the Orion, is it like Orion's belt or is it the... Center of Orion's belt. Okay. And and, uh, um, they were not sure, like, if the shafts were used for ventilation, um... But there were some theories that it was to release the soul back to its origin, Hmm. um, which is like releasing the soul. Hmm. Um, And then they believe there was some in in Egypt, they believe that a king would become a star in Orion. Um, And so that would suggest why the shafts were pointed that way. Okay. Um, And also the shafts aligned perfectly with the north and south axis. So it was very precise, very exact. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not an architect, and I'm not, like, pretending to be, but that sounds like, from what I know of tools back when those pyramids were built, Yeah, that seems, like, uber precise and uber... I mean, you have to know about so many different things to get this so exact. Right. Um, and, did like, and I don't remember when, but, like, when did we know that, like, the sun was the center of our solar system and all that crap? Like, when did we know that? I don't know, but they knew a lot back then. <laughs> so, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, how? <laughs> And then there's a place near Mexico City, and the design of those temples, it's a perfect representation of the solar system. So, like, there's a Pyramid of the Sun, Pyramid of the Moon, Temple of um, Quetzalcoatl, mm-hmm. and there are three that are in a perfect line, just like the Egyptian pyramids. Hmm. And um, and the, the, so they believe that the that when you have the three of them, like in Egypt and in Mexico, near Mexico City, Mm-hmm. That that is to represent Orion's belt, mm-hmm. and then they are mapped according to the exact same principles as Giza. 
Which, how? How do you get from Egypt to Mexico? So, again, they the were not map? in contact that we know of. Um, so, and then there were ideas about, like, could these structures be beacons or marking power spots or um, making a cohesive power structure together, like, as a system? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Indonesia, um, I'm totally going to screw up how I say this, but I'm going to say Unang Parag. Um, their their uh, pyramids are mandala looking from above. They're actually really, really beautiful. Um, but this is a place where people came up, you know, they would come up there on the roof and they would try to connect with the gods. And the roof has these 72 kind of bell-shaped structures. And again, they're super beautiful. And each structure has a statue of Buddha, like, sitting inside of the structure. Okay. Um, and, and they're called stupas. And... Um, and but people say that maybe they're like wombs of transformation or a stairway to heaven hmm. that people would go onto the roof among the stupas in order to connect with the gods interesting that's i it's all really i'm i'm a history nerd as yeah. you know so like this is all very fascinating i know to me. well and this makes me more excited for our trip to egypt you know oh, in a few years cuz well, like, if we do peru i know girl, girl, Machu Picchu, girl. yeah we're going to do all the things but um and then there's a province, um, I'm going to say Shanxi province in China. Okay. Um, and in 1947, this is near Siam, um, there's a Colonel Maurice Sheehan that mm-hmm. he spotted a pyramid-like mound in the um, Kinshan prov- uh, Plains. Mm-hmm. And he broke the story in the New York Times. And since then, 37 more mounds have been found. Um, of which one of them was found to be a mausoleum for the first key emperor. Okay. Um, and this dates back to the third century BC and has thousands of terracotta warrior statues. And I don't have you seen the terracotta warriors? Yeah, before. Um, I think they were at the De Young at one point when I was there. Like they had like yeah a couple. You know, obviously not all of them, but yeah. I know of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I've seen them in San Francisco, and I know I've seen them in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not thousands of them, but there might be like. 50 of them or something right. that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, some people believe that these are just tombs and not actual pyramids, but others believe there are pyramids and that the Chinese government has tried to cover them up. Hmm. So. Um, the, I mean, I'm not trying to whatever, but the Chinese government is a little sketchy sometimes. I know, girl. And let me explain a few things. <laughs> okay. So the director of um, the Great Pyramid of Giza Research Association, John DeSalvo, says that you can't go in to investigate because it's a forbidden area of China, but you can compare pictures from the 40s and 50s to pictures in the 80s and 90s. Okay. And what is believed is that the Chinese government has um, had trees planted on these in order to make them look like more uh, kind of like hill-like instead of pyramid-like. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and then they said if they're, if these are tombs or have other um, sacred artifacts, they could just be trying to protect that from outside tourists and, you know, people that come to steal history. Because I'm not going to say names, but certain countries have a history of stealing other people's artifacts. Yes. So, you know, it could just be them Chinese being protective. Yeah. Um, but they do seem a bit secretive about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think that's important because there's so much culture around the world. I mean, I even think about when I was in Boston, the amount of Egyptian artifacts and the amount of Mesopotamian artifacts that are yeah. just like in Boston, which is great for me to see because I'm a nerd and I like yeah. that stuff. But like, I also understand it should be in its home country. It should not mm-hmm. be somewhere where folks who don't know the culture at all are yeah. experiencing it. Yeah. 
So, you know, it could be they're protecting, but it could also be um, that they're trying to hide this secret the ancient Chinese emperors have um, because they apparently, some of the emperors had written stories of encounters with people from the sky and they document that the people from the sky had taught them how to build the pyramids. So they could be trying to hide that secret. Okay. Now in Visco, Visoco, Bosnia, they have three pyramid-like structures. And again, the three seem significant, right? Mm -hmm. Archaeologist Dr. Sam Osmanovic okay. um, says that there are in fact pyramids, which include a pyramid of the sun and one of the moon. So very similar to other places we've seen. Mm -hmm. The pyramid of the sun is 722 feet, which is way taller than the Great Pyramid. So even though right. the Great Pyramid was thought to be one of the largest structures or the largest structure for thousands of years, um, this one, I mean, the Great Pyramid is, what did I say, 451? This yeah. one's 722. Which is huge yeah. for that time, of course. Yeah. Like, wow. And okay. again, at first glance, this does look like a hill. Um, they do have clear sides, and they are triangular at the top. Mm -hmm. um, and with a compass, you can see that the sides match with the cardinal points for north, south, east, and west. Um, and he believes they were built by the Illyrian people who lived in the Balkan Peninsula. Mm -hmm. um, and he states that he believes these date back to the 12th century BC, which would make them the oldest pyramids on the planet. Okay. Um, which, again, is not in line with what we're normally taught. Mm -hmm. And then mainstream scientists say that these are just geological formations that are naturally occurring. And they strongly dispute Ismonagich. Um, but there's extensive network of tunnels underneath the grounds, and there's a clear paved entrance, which would have to be constructed by humans rather than naturally occurring, mm -hmm. and concrete building blocks that weigh up to 80,000 pounds. And so according to Osmanovich, um, there were 18 million tons of con concrete to make up the pyramids, and the blocks have been studied by six different institutes, and all found that the materials had an artificial concrete which is three times better quality than what we have today. So they they have no explanation for how this concrete was created. Yeah. Whoa. And they're you know the people that are trying to say they're naturally occurring hills clearly they're not because they have this concrete. All right, and then um, scientists um, you know have like so subscribe to certain beliefs about how long humans have existed history of the incas and he says that there's a lot of stories that are passed down um that you know theorize that humans have existed way than what our history teaches us or what we tend to normally believe um mm -hmm. and so he's is a structured belief system that is not very closed and is not when there are, are things like, you know, the pyramids that are hard to explain, it doesn't fit into that belief system that we all subscribe to. So, you know, they just make, I don't know, it's just hard to make meaning of that. Um, so who were the builders and who were the teachers in Bosnia um, or in other places and why were they built? Um, now in Moscow, Russia, there are hundreds of thousands of people each year that visit the pyramids that are made of fiberglass. Mm -hmm. And this uh, pyramid is said to amplify, amplify and focus healing energy. 
And there are 17 of these pyramids located across Russia, but the tallest one is 140 feet tall and 55 tons. Mm -hmm. And it was designed by Alexander Gulad, Mm -hmm. who is a Russian scientist and defense contractor. And um, in 1989, he believed that the pyramids could affect biological and non-biological materials. But they have research where they would place something within the pyramid and the growth, health, and longevity all improved. So like if they put a plant in there or something, um, you know, it seemed like there was like an energy in there that was helping with growth. Um, and uh, they have researched that, um, oh, and like an example is antibiotics. Like if they placed in antibiotics in there for a period of 28 days or for one whole moon cycle, they would increase the power of the antibiotic a thousand times. So that's like pretty crazy if you can put these antibiotics or other things into this fiberglass pyramid and it mm-hmm. increases like the potency of the drug and makes it more powerful. Yeah, um, when were, when I mean, were those pretty... ones built? When were those, when, were those more modern or were they? You know what, I totally did not write that down. Um, so I don't know when all of the pyramids were built, you know, cause there's 17 of them, but, um, the research was done in 1989. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, he, he that the pyramids could affect biological and non-biological materials. And so they had research where they would put items inside of the pyramid and, um, those items would show in, increased growth, health, and longevity. All mm-hmm. of it was improved. And so, you know, whether it was like a plant or they even put antibiotics in there and they would place the antibiotics in there for a 28 day cycle, which was like one full moon cycle. Right. And uh-huh. the antibiotics would increase in power by a thousand times. That's wild. But is that, so, like, yeah. is that normal with antibiotics though? Cause I know a lot of antibiotics are like bacteria so you would think of bacteria multiplies or is that just like completely not normal for yeah i don't know but they seem to think that meant something i am not a scientist so i don't know um and then they were also saying that pilots have picked up on their radar that there's an energy field a mile high around these pyramids so um that there either seems to be energy um you know, in that place itself, or the pyramid is like increasing the energy around there. Oh, wow. Okay. Picked up on radar, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So the question is like, are we just marking where energy already exists or is it a place where extraterrestrial contact has occurred? And that mm-hmm. is why there's extra energy there. We don't know. That's really interesting though. In South that, like, America, Mayans, yeah, yeah, well, and it seems like in other pyramid locations too, I mean, it clearly seems to be places where there is increased energy, um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting that all of these pyramids were either placed on locations that already have the energy or somehow are harnessing en- energy, but yeah, there definitely seems to be something to that, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, in South America, Mayans built more pyramid temples than any other civilizations combined so all of the other civilizations they have the most wow. um 80 pyramids in to call alone and there is always a temple on the top but it also has a chamber inside where rituals were typically performed mm-hmm. and 
those were considered places of transformation where people came out differently. And of course, it was believed that people came out differently because they were touched by the gods or they had contact with the gods. Mm-hmm. So um, they tried to use the planets to emulate um, the patterns of the gods. So it was like they were copying what they were instructed based on the planets in terms of how the pyramids were arranged. Yeah. And then the question brought was brought up, can pyramids create enough energy? Like if we do believe that pyramids are creating or harnessing energy, do they create enough energy to reach across the universe? And again, whether you're believing it's reaching across to have contact with God or gods or um, extraterrestrials, there is a question about that. So mm-hmm. in 1977 and um, 1987, electronics engineer and inventor Joe Parr conducted experiments on top of the Great Pyramid of Pisa, and he measured the radioactive, magnetic, and electrical properties of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And he believed that they had an energy field around them, but it wasn't strong enough. So he invented a method for generating the pyramid so he could study it. So it was like, basically, he like created a, a, you know, like a model pyramid, and he would spin it in a centrifuge through an alternating magnetic current and um and an energy would form them around the model and Hmm. so the orb would like bubble or would block and it would block like all kinds of electromagnetic radiation and even gamma rays and so we don't know any other tech that can do that so he claims that you know the pyramid would become weightless in that type of energy field and began to move move and align directly directly with the constellation Orion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you picture, it's like spinning, and then it starts floating and always points towards Orion. So mm-hmm. he speculates that this meant that it went into hyperspace. And so he was suggesting that if you can do that with a model, you know, that the rotation of the Earth is helping all of the pyramids to do that, even though they're in place, they don't end up floating. Um, but they all, you know, are drawn to Orion. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And then um, there's the physics theory called string theory, which assumes there's the existence of six additional spatial dimensions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the question is then can pyramids like go into or reach into another dimension? And Joe believes that this could also mean that pyramids act as a time machine or could um, mean that there's travel like interdimensionally through space, which, you know, I like time travel. I like the idea that you can, you know, teleport because my lovely daughter was supposed to invent a teleportation machine for me. She promised me when she was like 10 and still hasn't done that for me. So, you know, (laughs) if you, if you saw my grades from physics class, you would understand why I have not built you said teleportation machine. (laughs) Um, I think five-year-old. I think five-year-old Alana did not realize how hard calculus would be. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you could still go back and, like, try that out. Um, Mom, I can, I am not, <laughs> I am not that type of thinker when it comes to math. Rock, like, imaginary okay. numbers, get out of here. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Well, then maybe just build me a pyramid and we'll see what the energy is like there. <laughs> you know, we know a lot of people who are like engineers and architects and things. We can make them build you a pyramid. How about that? We could commission it <laughs> just for you. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, and then I do want to say um, that, you know, although the pyramids have like existed a really long time um, and across many civilizations around the world, um, there was the introduction of aliens that um, came up when H.G. Wells published The War of the Worlds in 1897. And then like other sci-fi movies and books and things like that brought up the idea of aliens and, um, you know, has there been contact and all of that stuff. So there are, you know, questions about did these theories just come about because some of those books and, you know, things being popularized in, you know, fiction and, um, you know, just media and all of that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I really do want to stress that, um, you know, for a lot of people, these theories are kind of offensive because it's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of diminishing the work that, you know, people of color have done or, you know, the inventiveness or the, you know, mathematical expertise or uh, knowledge of architecture, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I telling these things because it's a fun conspiracy theory, definitely don't want to take away from anybody's, um, you know, work or their accomplishments. And so just want to put that out there one more time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so I don't know because it's for me, like the one with like the weird concrete that like we can't replicate that seems yeah. wild to me. But then some I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, we know that there was knowledge of the universe and of mathematics far more advanced than we could even imagine back then. So it's not yeah. unthinkable that they couldn't do it. It just seems really hard without modern tools. Well, and so I will say, um, you know, in terms of did the people actually do the work, I will say, you know, there is evidence that the work was done by humans because, um, you know, even like around Giza, there are, um, you know, where you, you can't see like ramps or anything like that anymore because those would have been, you know, done over time. But there is like limestone quarries near the Great Pyramid sites and there were um, evidence of like where campsites were for the workers and you know things like that and so I mean it is clear that they were created by people um, but it's just you know did they get that information and technology from somewhere else and um, you know and I guess the thing that stands out the most to me is like the idea that it all feels so uniform so the fact that all of them you know, you know, in different, there could be the two different countries where they have an identical design. And these were countries that were not in contact with each other back then. And there mm -hmm. are several where, you know, like there was that pair, you know, like, um, you know, it, I don't know, it was like Indonesia and something else. I said it earlier, um, you know, but there were like several like that where they were paired in two different countries on two different continents where they had the same exact design and mm -hmm. how that would happen when there was no contact with you know the other continents back then um and the fact that they all align with the stars and orion i mean it just seems like there's things like that that it would be strange for everybody to know how to perfectly align these pyramids to tap into the energy or connect with whatever the po healing powers were that kind of thing mm -hmm. um but i mean i think that's fascinating if all these different cultures and people did know that but it's interesting to think where did they get that information or how did they know that Totally. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting either way. Yeah. I'd like but to yeah. time travel and check it out. <laughs> I know I was going to say, well, I like the idea of the healing properties because, you know, I definitely know some people I throw their little butts in there and get them healed from things that, 
you know, doctors haven't been able to figure out yet. And um, yeah, I mean, it just the idea of, um, you know, having like that positive energy force, I think is a really nice thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. if uh, for people that believe in a God or gods, you know, the idea of having some place where they can feel connected to that, I think that's a beautiful thing for those people. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, but I mean, whether you believe in the alien thing, or you believe that, um, you know, the gods had contact with people or, um, or people just happen to come up with very similar designs, you know, either way, there's no denying the impressiveness of these structures. And I cannot wait for our trip to Egypt so we could go see all the things. And, um, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to be able to afford just like that trip of sailing down the Nile and like getting Mm -hmm. this. Oh, I can't wait. Someday. Someday we're going to take a month off work. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but I just, I really do want to stress, you know, I don't want to take away from anybody's accomplishments. So, you know, we honor everybody and their hard work. Um, but it's just some fun theories. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I got for you. All righty. Well, I think that's a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> um, well, friends, a couple housekeeping things. If you like this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at what the Ill pod. Uh, you can also send us an email with a spooky story or anything like that at what the Ill pod at gmail.com. Uh, you know, follow like subscribe on all the things if you want to be you know one of our little patreons on patreon you can uh sign up and we have little bonus episodes up there for you um but outside of that i think that's everything we just want to say thanks so much friends our keg's gonna come out next week so keep an eye out um and outside of that i guess i'll just say i appreciate you mama i appreciate you baby all right Bye, friends. Good night.